This podcast replay is brought to you by HialeahParkCasino.com, your entertainment destination. Casino, poker, dining, and simulcast racing so you can wager on some of the best tracks in the country. Go to HialeahParkCasino.com to sign up for promotions, giveaways, and events. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Hour number two from beautiful Hialeah Park, where you got a chance to win a beautiful Mercedes-Benz. I've got it right downstairs. Right downstairs, when you come in on the first floor, that's where they had the Alfa Romero Park. That's where they had the Ford F-150 Lightning uh, Park. And now they've got the Mercedes-Benz, so you can check it out. Peebles is not in the Mercedes-Benz. You're going to have to go find her and give her a ride in your Mercedes-Benz. That's what you're going to have to do. Anyway, uh, let's see. I picked the wrong day to stop smoking. This is tripping me out. Okay. Did you pick the wrong day to stop sniffing glue and drinking alcohol and all that other good stuff? There you go. I like it. And let's see. I like to if he stays upright. I agree. We have a shot. But I do pretend I, he's been unavailable his entire career. Jeez, guys, slow down. Well, that's true. I, I get all of that. But I think it's something that you can figure out. Other people have been able to figure out injury history and make it better for themselves and Others haven't been able to. Hopefully, he goes the way of Fred, uh, Fred Taylor did. Fred Taylor had an injury-riddled career his first, like, four years and then went on, like, a seven-year run with very little setbacks whatsoever and was a rock and put together what could be as a Hall of Fame career. You know, overall, he was a special player, man. He, he can play, dude. Uh, Eric Bieniemy. Let me get into Eric Bieniemy. He had his press conference, and I got to tell you something. I'm not a Redskins fan by any stretch whatsoever. Oh, I'm sorry, a Commanders fan. That's right. Uh, by any stretch whatsoever. But uh, I will say this: I am, I am kind of pulling for them, and um, I am pulling for Eric Bieniemy. He's one of the guys that I'm pulling for. Bieniemy had his uh, press conference. And he had a one of the things that I talked about a couple days ago when he took the job was I told you, you got to challenge yourself. Uh, staying there with Andy Reid is what a coward would do, you know, because you're not you, you, you don't have any you don't have any, you know, any confidence in yourself that you can survive on your own without somebody else. Or do you, you want to live with daddy and mommy your whole life? You got to live in your room. You, you can't go buy your own house, your own, uh, your own condo. You can't get your own car. You can't get your own job. Can't develop your own career. What's the deal? You know what I mean? Right? I mean, it's that we all go through that stage, right? That you get to that point where you get, you, you start to grow up and you also say to yourself, oh, I got to get out of this house. It's not that I don't, I hate my parents or anything, but I need my freedom, dude. You know, I need my own pad. Well, then that, that comes with some hell, some some hellish responsibilities, right? Because you've got to pay for the rent or the mortgage or insurance, and then you've got utilities, and you've got all kinds of things that you've got to pay, right, in order for you to own that space. But that's part of growing up that you detach yourself from mommy and daddy. It's basically what, what you're doing if you're hanging around with Andy Reid or Bill Belichick. You're hanging around with, with daddy the entire time. So Matt Patricia fails when he leaves the nests. And here goes Josh McDaniel failing when he leaves the nest. And Flo and Judge, they all fail when they leave the nest. Now I commend them for at least trying. But Mike McDaniel, if he was going to leave the shadow of Shanahan, and, and if people are going to say, oh, no, he was really the brains behind the whole thing, well, you're going to have to go prove it, dude. Right? So you got to go out and take that challenge. Eric Bieniemy had the best line out there. Comfort is the enemy of progress. So, yeah, stay in your comfort zone. Stay in your mom's house. Stay in your dad's house. Stay in that job that, you know, pays you. You get by, but you can't grow anymore. And those of us that don't want to grow, wow, man, you don't have any, you don't strive for more? You don't strive to better yourselves? 
Because I heard that I heard that a lot. Oh no, he should stay there in Andy with Andy Reid. I hear that, and I'm like, yeah, looks like you're the kind of person also that wouldn't want to challenge yourselves. Can't be afraid to fail in life, folks. You cannot be afraid to fail in life. Failure is a part of life. Couples have sex, and they don't get pregnant. And then they got to find ways to make it happen. You know, or maybe one or the other has an issue, and they've got to fix that issue and get back on track. And, you know, then they have it. You fall off a bike, you get back on a bike. It's the way it goes, right? Anything and everything in life comes with failure. You're learning math and you're not getting it early on. And then you figure it out. There's failure in everything. You know, you want to be a good poker player. Well, that just doesn't happen the first time you sit down that you know how to play the game and you understand what it means Everybody on the table, the last person next to the dealer, what that person means to the entire table, the understanding of everything of the game, the understanding of the people around you, so you can figure out if they're bluffing or not. You know, although you're not going to pick that up right away, it's going to take a veteran player to step into a situation like that to then tr at least fend for themselves, right? And anything in life, dude doesn't matter what you do it starts with failure from when you're a tot you you stand and you fall you stand and you fall you walk and you fall you walk and you fall you run and you fall you run and you fall and then eventually you stop falling unless you're my wife she falls way too much anyway um but you know either way uh failure is a, is a part of life everywhere you go and and that's how you learn that's how you grow. But if you're not willing to fail, you're not willing to grow. Because in that moment that you failed, you learn something, and then you get better from that. That's the beauty of the failure. Instead of looking at it as a negative, look at it as a challenge. Okay, what did I learn from this? How do I grow from it? And I commend Eric Vietnamy. I'm not afraid of a challenge. I've had 10 years of success with the Kansas City Chiefs. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Comfort is the enemy of progress. So I, uh, I am rooting for Eric Bieniemy in a big time way. I'm rooting for him because, you know, there's been a lot of stuff talked about the guy and we really don't know. But what I do know is that minorities a lot of times get the short end of the stick and I've watched a lot of white coaches get the head coaching job from the Andy Reid tree and this guy did not and now he has to go to Washington in order to prove himself and it's sad that he has to do that but I'm glad that he's not um, he's not afraid to to stick it to people and say I told you so and if he's a good coach, he'll prove himself in Washington one way or another, and he'll build off of it. So I, I commend Eric Bieniemy. It's a great line. It is a great line. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? You had predominant YouTubers out here saying Bridgewater would ball out and take to his job when he was playing like trash. Uh, they started saying Skyler would ball out, laughing my ass out loud. Yeah. Um, yeah, but those people actually really didn't follow Teddy Bridgewater. That's the, the I, I when the people that pulled the people that said Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Tua, I could tell those people really don't watch football. Because if you really watch Teddy Bridgewater, your ass would never say something like that. You would never ever in your life dare say that that guy's better than Tua ever. At no point was Teddy Bridgewater ever better than Tua. None, nada, nay, not even close. But I could tell that you weren't watching the guy the last few years, and you know you're just saying it because you like him. He's very likable, and he's a great young man, and he's from here. That's all. But it's not because you knew anything. I clearly knew you knew nothing about. Teddy Bridgewater by saying that. You exposed yourselves. 
you know, it happens a lot. There's a lot of people out there that talk and don't really watch the games. They might read an article here or there, and then they go off on it. Every single person that said Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Tua, and that now that he signed him, he's going to take his job, you never watch the game. You're a phony. So, you know, I, I, again, I didn't track you guys. So, you know, you can get away with it or whatever, but those of you that said it, I can tell you don't watch the game at all. Uh, and if you did, then you're really, really clueless when it comes to football. Absolutely clueless. Uh, it's to his last year to prove his durability for sure. If he gets hurt again and misses a lot of games, I'm afraid, yeah, you're right. It's just the way it is. Well, they'll probably add another quarterback and bring him back for that final year since they have him under contract and he'll compete or something like that or back up or whatever. And yeah, that's probably what will happen. You're, you're right. Yeah. Sean Payne said Teddy would take his to his job, but he clearly, he, that following week to a lit up somebody. What, was it, was it the Ravens game? I think it might've been the Ravens game. And then the idiot flip flopped right after that. So Sean Payton is nothing but a phony. Like Sean Payton, oh no, Teddy Bridgewater better. And then Tua goes and throws six touchdowns. He's like, you know, uh, I was wrong on that one. So, you know. Remember, Sean Payton is the guy right now deciding between Rex Ryan and Matt Patricia to be his defensive coordinators. Let me get into that, by the way. I saw that today in that story. That Sean Payton now is interviewing Matt Patricia. I'm convinced this is going to be a disaster. I'm convinced that Sean Payton is going to be a disaster with the Denver Broncos. Okay? Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% convinced now of this. Like, this is not going to work out. I, I mean, I, I just saw it. It's like, so you're down to Rex Ryan and Matt Patricia. Really? That, that's what you're interviewing for your... You went from Fangio to those guys? So you couldn't get Fangio? And you're going to go with Sexy Rex or Bird's Nest Face Matt Patricia? It's because there's no money to offer. <laughs> he took all the coaching budget so he could have his... Now he's just bringing on Rex. You want to come back? Yeah. I can give you a little bit of money. But Rex has got to be making pretty good money. In, oh, in, yeah. Right? He's got to be making at least a mil there. Yeah. You, know, you got nothing to do, right? You just no. sit there and throw bad takes out and rub his go wife, home. Rub yeah. his wife's feet and, yeah. and just talk throw crap. Bad takes. Yeah. Terrible takes. Yeah. Yes. So, I think it's going to come down to beard. Although, you know, the good th you know, you just you did bring up a real positive. That if he does hire Rex Ryan, we don't have to hear him anymore on, on ESPN. So that's kind of... To just replace him with another gas bag. I mean, it's not like that's kind of a positive there. Not, yeah, but then you'll get somebody else in there. So now, well, we're, we got somebody at four thirty. That's why, because you said five, huh? You want to do it now? All right, let's go. Sit down. Have a sit down. Have a seat, young man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, the, they're doing the weigh-ins already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah? Well, nobody's going Right. But it'll be tomorrow, right? The weigh-ins? The official weigh-ins? Oh, today? Oh, no, that's right. The fight's tomorrow. That's right. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Saturday. That's right. It's Friday. Tomorrow's the fights here at Hylia Park. And uh, Nelson, by the way, ended up winning the, uh, the buffet. So he got closest. Oh. But I'm not saying the number. I'm just saying he got closest. Okay. I don't want. I don't want to give the the other guys were like. Okay, they he were got like the hundred. The buffet. Okay. Oh wait a minute! You're not doing a buffet. I, yesterday I was informed that the food's going to be inside the fight. It's wait, no, not going to be mic. buffet. Not going to be buffet. What? Yesterday, that's what I was told. So you got to treat Nelson to something. We we'll got to give him, give him something. a give him a, a certificate to eat somewhere yeah, we'll in one something. of the restaurants. Yeah, we'll give him something. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, but set. the other ones are just going to get tickets. I no, guess. no, no. It was yeah. all, everybody was just tickets. It yeah. was only one. Oh, okay. It was only one buffet, one pair oh. for the buffet. Yesterday I was in the meeting. So the buffet is where's? So there is no buffet. No. Oh, they the what? I don't. 
Listen, I was in was the Was it too popular or something? <laughs> I think that's what it might have been. So it was in the... <laughs> off air, no, I'll seriously. Tell you. The, it was <laughs> I'll awesome. i the whole story. No, but... So what happened was I'm in the meeting yesterday and a... Now, I think it might be better for us and for a lot of customers because what happened last time, while the buffet was spectacular, people, while they were in the boxing area, didn't want to leave and go back in. I get it. So they put the food inside. Okay. So once you get past the gate, you know, you're taking the skin, then there's a bar and there's food on the first floor and there's a bar and there's food on the second floor. Okay. So that when I was hearing that, I was like, oh, shit. I gotta go talk to Big O tomorrow. Sean, Sean's gonna like. You know, he hasn't been eating in two days, so he get ready for the buffet. Right. And and, uh, and you know, and sometimes you know, I think it was a business decision. It might be a better business decision for us. But, but wait a second. Oh, I mean, Nelson still wins. He's gonna be able to eat. So it's all right. He he still wins. The winner still wins. How many how many slots did he guess? He was off. I don't want to say it because I want to use it again down the line. And plus, you gave me a, a nugget that it changes every couple of changes, weeks. Changes, changes all time. Yeah, all right, because they they will they will take away a machine and add three more. They'll take away six and add ten more. Because no, they're always modernizing and they're adding new machines constantly. So every couple of weeks, he told me, "Hey, the name, the number actually changes." <laughs> but he was off. I want to tell you, he was off by like twenty five. Yeah, so he was pretty close. So one everybody point, else was off by like a hundred. <laughs> that's not a hundred and something or good, whatever. Not. Nelson was like right there, dude. He was like well, right in the neighborhood. So I can tell you, next week, I'm taking six out of one area and putting six. four. Right, that's, see, that's more comfort. I know that's more what space, you were telling me. You put right. It, right, right, and then another area we didn't have any slot machines there, and we're gonna put five there. So the number is gonna. It's going to be different next week. Right, yeah. I think it's going to be a little, little more next week. No, and week. I know you guys are constantly bringing in the latest machines, too. You, you, you're always going out to these conventions to go find the craziest and newest machines. See how big machines. these machines are now? I know, I know. You, you know, 43-inch screens is... It, look, monitors used to be 26 inches. Now they're 43, 50, 55. Can I ask you something? Sure. What the hell is the electric bill in this place? Oh, it's a lot of money. Holy crap. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I can buy a house every Put month, this, right? Uh, I can buy a house every month. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah. Nah, not a house. You'd buy a portion. Well, where are you buying the house? <laughs> where are you buying the house? Central Florida. Uh, yeah, bad neighborhood. Fifty miles away from outside of Orlando. Yeah, a real small town. Down. Yeah, you could probably get that house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get that house. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I was just thinking about it. The, this place is ginormous. The AC's on all the time because you have the equipment. So you have to have well, AC on all the time, pretty much. You know, because you got the equipment going on, you got people in here, and then you got TVs everywhere, lighting all over the damn place. I'm going, you're, man. You're not the first person that's asked that or made that observation, but I'm going to give you an example of the last place I worked at was Trump Taj Mahal, which is very big. Yeah, it is. It's very big, right? And I used to tell people, listen, I sign a check for the electric bill every every month, and I can tell you it's well in excess of a million every month. Wow. And the lights never go off. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it was like a million five a month. Wow. In that big place. Now, we're not a million five. I don't want no, you. No, no, you, of course now you're not. Listening no. Now you're listening to say, what, a million five? No, man, you don't have the lights. I can sell them the, the good light LEDs and stuff. You know? Yeah, no, the lights outside, the lights outside of Trump uh, Taj Mahal were, were. Yeah, it's just, they were so, it was just so, back then it was just so, it was very, very big. It's it was big over hotel, the top stuff. 2,000 yeah. remote hotel. Here, it's much smaller, but it's still, you could buy a little house. Yeah, no. A little house in a bad neighborhood. I can imagine. If you'd like one. I can imagine. By the way, I, I've mentioned it a couple of times, Mercedes looking good. Uh, how long does this raffle go for the Mercedes so people go downstairs? Never, and you're never going to forget the, the day. Oh, April, April 1st. Fools. April Fool's Day. And you're not going to believe me, but believe me, we're giving it away on April Fool's. Okay. On April 1st. So, April so that's 1st, a good thing. You have to be here present. So you can come anytime and you, you play once, you got one entry. You play 50 times, you have 50 entries. So every time you pull that hook, you well, get an entry, right? Kind of? Uh, no? Sort of. Not exactly. The more you play, the more entries you get. Okay. So how it's many not, plays does it take on average? Well, it depends what if you're betting five dollars and he's betting ten dollars and I'm betting two bucks, it, it, I adds, gotcha. up, it adds up to the dollar amount. Okay. Yeah. All right. So when you put like when you bet like a hundred bucks. Right. I'm just I hate to go into this because it's like mathematical theoretical bullshit and all, but it really works. Theoretic the slot machines are based on a simple math concept. The law of large numbers. 
Okay. So if I tell you that if you bet, if a machine holds, so most of the machines in, this, in the country hold about 10%, and they pay out 90%. That really sucks. That's really bad. Like, that's a ripoff. We, we pay about six, we pay about, we hold 6%, so we pay out 94 one of the largest, you know, the largest in the in the yeah. in the country in the state of Florida in the in the east part of the country. So that four percent is huge, right? So so that means if you bet a hundred dollars, technically we theoretically are going to win six dollars. Right. That's what it mathematically means, right? But you go down there and your writer, your your viewers are going to look and say, "Hey, I went there, I played a hundred bucks and I lost eighty bucks." Yeah, that could happen too. Right, you of course. Win eighty bucks, right? But when you it's add, called gambling. When you add all those millions of people putting their hundred bucks in there, we win about six bucks every hundred. Right. That's okay. what it is. That's what it is. Okay. And by the way, so that's say, wow, that's pretty good, right? But I'm going to tell you something. This is good for the the average. But it's good for the player. Well, this is good for the this is good for the average Floridian. So. Let's just pick a business. Like one of your sponsors, I'm sure the great spot, the Hylia Park. No, no, another that, that sells cards. But you had a Acura Pembroke Pines. I love Acuras, right? So Acura, they sell Acuras, right? Yeah. And then let's say they do a million dollars in business one month. I, mean, I don't know what they do a month. Let's say they do a million, right? And then they have their expenses, and then they make a profit, and they pay income tax. We make a million dollars, and we have to give 35 cents, 35% of that to the state of Florida. Right. So then we end up with, so you lose 100, we give 35 to Ron DeSantis and the boys, <laughs> and then we have 65, and we pay our expenses, and then we have our profit. Right. Could you imagine if we didn't have gaming tax? Oh, yeah, no. Holy God. smokes. No, give me a, I'll give you, a, pref, I'll give you a, a, a point of reference. It's a little education. This is like the... Uh, Casino educational day hour here. To give it a reference, in New Jersey, the gaming tax is nine and a quarter. Here it's 35. Wow. Las Vegas, it's about 8%, 7 or 8%. Man. So, so now, you're, all, you're a Floridian. You're a Floridian. I'm, that's not bad. It's good for the Floridians. You know what yeah, I mean? I get what you're <laughs> At least saying. it goes into the tax, you know, it's going back into our, you know, yeah. into our tax world, you know? Yeah. And so basically. Hopefully it'll pay for something. Yeah, well, that's the problem. <laughs> it probably pays for the wrong thing, you know. But at any rate, listen, boxing, boxing, boxing. Yeah, quickly because we got. Uh, listen, um, all, I know you got another. I know you got another uh, another another guest. Fo- interview guest following up. But I can tell you that the, uh, the great card, the weigh-ins are going on right now. Rigo's got to win. I mean, this is like a. You know, oh, this, this is, is uh, it. This is, this is it. Your 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 career's over. You're capping off your career. career is the second phase. Right. And it's going to be a great. It looks like the ticket sales have been really really brisk. We're actually I'm going back in to put some. We had some more boxes up on on sale because the, the tickets are or sales are really good. I'd recommend people go online, come on in person tomorrow. First fight starts at seven, and Rigo's probably going to go around ten ten thirty. It's going to be a great night. I think come on out and buy some tickets and. Uh, and and make sure I have the name. I'll give of it to you. I'll, I'll send you. I'll send the you. The, I'll send you the winners uh, tonight. You'll Just have, send me the email tonight. And I'll send you the first guy that is the winner with the buffet and the tickets. So. And then maybe we can make him a or, or, or give him a dinner and tickets. Since, since he since he picked the uh, the number, so maybe he wants to be a slot technician. Does he have an uh, interest in? That? I, I don't know. <laughs> Nelson is a man of many talents. You can tell. So you know you you could you could. I mean, he picked the number. He, he, he did, did pretty a pretty good. good job. Actually. He, he got pretty, good pretty job. close. Has, has he Everybody been? else sucked. It was really bad. Like, everybody else was way <laughs> off, dude. Like, well, way off. Well, just so you know, we have 806. But in the old days, they used to put more slots. Why did you say oh, it? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I, I wasn't supposed to say, say it. That. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Told I'm you not sorry. to say it. Now, now they're going to know. <laughs> and then they're going to build off. And they're going to go, oh, well, they only added a few or took a few. And <laughs> I'm sorry. Damn it. Because I told sorry. them 700, 800, 900. And here he goes. <laughs> I blew it. I blew it. I should have kicked your ass off the air at 4.30 when I told you. Lesson learned. I'll I'll leave with this thing. Lesson learned. Don't rob a bank with me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So tickets, go to to, uh, hyliapark.com. You can get your tickets there, folks. And again, come on out here and play the slots. And remember, it's a smoke-free casino. I always like to remind people of that because... You know, some people are, are they don't it. go to a casino, it, 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 they don't want the smoke, they don't want it in their faces, and one of the beauties that you guys do is it's smoke-free casino, but at the same time, 
you've got an area outside that's mm-hmm. called the smoking hot slots. So for the smokers, you know, you want to bring your cigar, your cigarette, or your vape, uh, just uh, have some fun and you know, and uh, and go outside and smoke uh, your brains out while you uh, while you play games. So I love how you take care of both too at the same. Well, time. I tell you my story about my first job, right? Okay, quickly because we got people waiting. My first job in my career, well, I was in high school though. I was a janitor. I was a janitor. I cleaned toilets, right? I used to go to practice I, and sports, and I'd run over to the. I saw building. you in the breakfast club. <laughs> yeah, so I'm cleaning up. I'm cleaning toilets, but that wasn't the most disgusting thing. I'm going to tell you what the most disgusting thing was. This is why I don't smoke. Back then, everybody smoked in the offices. I had three floors of offices. I had to wipe out every ashtray, the little oh. yellow mark, you know, wipe it out with a damp cloth and then dry it. I could clean thousand toilets. But wiping out those ashtrays were just, it taught me a lesson. Don't ever, I don't want to be near cigarettes. So <laughs> I'm not against any smoker. God bless you. You smoke all you want, but it really grossed me out. No, I get it. It helped me. I didn't, it was worse than cleaning toilets. It was cleaning up, cleaning up after, after ashtrays. And so from janitor to, you know, this is a pretty good gig. I got. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. A, not, a lot not, better. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I guess a guy that. Uh, a you lot know, better. Yeah. Uh, but, but if you want to remind yourself of the janitor days, just go out to smoking hot slots. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I will. I do. I, and I cringe a little. I cringe a little. There you, go. there you go. Yeah, I don't really want to remind my days of the janitor days. You know, I'm trying to get that behind me, as yes. a matter of fact. I would imagine but it, so. actually, it, it, formed, it shaped me for a good work ethic and all that. I had a tough boss, boy, Val Gaduda. And my buddy Tony, was, he worked in the other office building. He was my, he's my best friend to this day. And, I, we, and he's retired at 52. And we both started out as janitors, cleaning awesome. toilets and hating cigarettes, and we don't smoke. Thank God. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Give me one minute, and Alan Poupart will join us. We'll talk a little Dolphins with him next. Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello. No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield home security system guards your home. With next-gen perimeter protection, 24-7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, get a free Sloman Shield security system and doorbell camera, all professionally installed, for free. Shield your world, the Sloman Shield. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for ejdconstruction.com The viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Grouping, Ownership Management, Sponsors, or Website. Dolphins fans, time to get insight on your favorite team with your favorite reporter with an Expos hat. Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart in our EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins report exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. Oh, there we are. We are back and ready to go. How you feeling, my man? You feeling good? I'm all right. All right, yourself? I am uh, beautiful. I'm here at uh, Hialeah Park having some fun. Got some boxing tomorrow night here at Hialeah. I'm going to go to the Drone Racing League on Saturday. You you, you see who's going to be at the Drone Racing League? I wrote about it. Yeah. So. I wrote about it, yeah. I might see you there. Oh, so you're, oh, you're going too. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Tyreek Hill is going to be there. And um, by the way, you can still DM me. I think I have spots. I have uh, one more pair of tickets for the Drone Racing League. Uh, DM me on uh, Twitter at Big O Show if you want to win a pair of tickets for the Drone Racing League on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be really cool. I'm looking. Uh, by the way, it looks like a great event. It looks very cool. I, yeah, Doesn't I saw, it? I saw the promo video. It looks. That look very very cool. Like you would think, drone racing, oh whatever, you know, boring or the way they have it designed. It looks really really cool, man. And and I'm a crypto guy, so Algorand is the lead sponsor. And I'm a big and I've I got a nice old bag of Algorand. I'm a I'm a big believer in that in that company. So um, I'm looking forward to you know. Meeting the people, obviously, that I've already been uh, dealing with with the Drone Racing League, but also meeting the Algorand people. And we'll see. Uh, I'm not surprised that Tyreek would be interested in something like this. Yeah, no, it's like you mentioned in, in the press release. Like I said, I, I wrote about it this week. You mentioned in the press release, like, he's he's a fan of, of tech stuff, and he's a, he's a fan of speed, very obviously. So it's a good combination for him. Yeah. And, he, and he's on the body. He's also doing, uh, as I wrote in my story, he's also doing – the same event, the fun, same fundraising event that Tua did last year at Lone Depot Park, oh. where they, they interact one on one with fans. He's doing it in May. Obviously, with Tua, was catching a pass from Tua. With Tyreek, it's throwing a pass to Tyreek. So, right, um, right. But all all the details of that are in my story on uh, on alldolphins.com. That's it, alldolphins.com, where he produces 177 articles a minute. So uh, go check it out. Make sure you bookmark it there at alldolphins.com. Uh, um, your uh, thoughts on the additions of Ronaldo Hill? Um, it, it's a it's a good addition. Uh, it's interesting because he was under contract, and Brandon Staley basically said, "Go ahead." And it's this is a demotion for Ronaldo Hill. And very honestly, if Ronaldo Hill was a complete kick-ass defensive coordinator for the Chargers, Brandon Staley probably would have said sorry bud or brandon staley really runs the defense so he doesn't really well true probably that's that's a fair point um but here's the thing though and he was hired in the capacity of decent defensive pass game coordinator and the chargers rankings in those two areas the last two years were like seventh and 12th in pass defense they were horrible against the run both times partly because their personnel up front is really bad um but they, they did a good job against the pass, and they did a hell of a job against the Dolphins passing game when they played at SoFi Stadium in November. And by all accounts, Ronaldo Hill had his hands deep into the game plan that produced that performance. So, no, and it's a guy who's got vast experience as a player, as a coach. So it's a very solid hire. I'm curious as to what it does to Sam, because Sam last year was cornerbacks coach slash passing game specialist. Um, does that title get removed? I don't know. Uh, chances are they're going to work, you know, in, in, in collaboration anyway. But, yeah, no, it's a very solid hire. I mean, you're looking at a pretty guy with a lot of experience and a good resume to a position that's, you know, below your D.C. So, no, that's very Yeah, and I, and I wonder also if Ronaldo sees the writing on the wall and says – yeah, he just signed a, a three-year with a four-year option. I don't know if this Brandon Staley guy's really going to make it for another year or two. He's already kind of been on hot water. He had to fire the offensive coordinator this year. So you just wonder. And and so I just, you know, it, it's one of those things. I wonder if Ronaldo also says, yeah, it's nice what I'm doing, but I'm going to have more job security by going over there instead. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, a- and he, it, it may be a case of like, you know, I'm, let me take a step back here to take steps forward. Whereas if I keep myself chained to Brandon Staley and if the Chargers, I mean, there was some touch that Brandon Staley might have been fired at the end of last year. I know. Game. So uh, I don't think his job security is necessarily that great. It's a Chargers flop in 2023. So from that standpoint, it makes sense. And Hill also has familiarity with Dick Fangio. He coached for him in Denver. Um, was it 19, in 2019 or something? So and obviously very familiar with the Dolphins as a player and as a coach. Uh, by the way, I am following, obviously, what's going on with Eric Bieniemy. 
your your thoughts overall on the fact that he had to that he never got that head coaching opportunity and he has to go and make a lateral move, which it's technically not a lateral move because you will really be in charge of the offense here. Whereas Andy Reid, you're really still under the shadow of Andy Reid. Uh, but your thoughts on him having to make this step to prove himself? It's, I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, the, the argument in Biennemi's favor was that if we're going under the premise that it's Andy Reid's offense and he's the brains behind everything there, well, that didn't stop Matt Nagy from getting a head coaching job with the Bears, right? which he flopped. Right. Uh, I believe Doug Peterson went from working for Andy Reid to a championship to job. So if those two guys get that job, then why did Eric Bieniemy not do it? There are some rumblings about him, quote-unquote, not interviewing well. He's got some issues from his past in college. I'm not going to go over them, but there was some some off the field stuff that happened way back when. Could that have been a factor? But in in this case, if he goes to Washington, the Washington offense completely balls out. Then it's going to be tough to justify and not giving the guy a head coaching job. Yeah, the optics are horrible. Really, the it optics would be, are but horrible. Then, but he's he's going to a situation where Sam Howells is quarterback. And, you know, really, are we really convinced Sam Howell's ready to like, you know, be a stud? Um, Don't know, but I like him. He, he's all right, actually. He's got he's got something to work with. He's got a chance. I don't know if he's a guy. I don't know if he's, he's the guy. Chance, but he, but, if he know. flops, is that really an indictment on, on Eric Bieniemy? No, I mean we'll see. We'll right. see what he can do. It's it's like, like it's like the Daniel Jones thing. I I still don't think Daniel Jones ain't much, but shit. I got to give his head coach a lot of credit. He got something out of the guy more than most people have. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't think much of Hassan Whiteside either, but damn, Eric Spolster got the best out of him. You know what I mean? And so that kind of stuff. So uh, you, uh, if you show me that as a coach, then I'm good enough with that. Then I can know who you are because I know that in, in you know, with the Giants, they haven't developed a starting franchise quarterback in Daniel Jones. But I'll say this, Dable did a hell of a job with him overall because I know what I saw in years past with him and what I saw this past year was a drastic improvement for him. So I got to give Dable yet, credit. You know what I mean? And yet he still wasn't overwhelming. No. Uh, Brother, and- I would go after Derek Carr. If I'm the Giants, I, I'm not giving that dude a, a multi-year contract of 40 million and all that. Hell no, dude. I'd rather go no. sign Derek Carr. If I'm Are the you Giants, Derek Carr, forty million a year, though. Yes, over over Daniel Jones. Yes, yes, and unfo- un- unfortunately, that's the going rate for a, a a typical or decent franchise quarterback. You want an elite one? It's forty five fifty, but that's for- fine. Except here's the thing: you know, you're going to bring in Derek Carr. See, see, Daniel Jones could work in that offense that Dable constructed last year. Rather running, despite, right. despite a horrible wide receiver core. Which had which had injuries on top of that. You put Derek Carr in that same situation, he's not going to do crap. Okay, I think he he's a better. I think he's a better passer. I think he's a better passer than Daniel Jones. Oh, without question, he's a better passer than Daniel Jones. Oh. I'm not arguing that with you at all. Yeah, I, I I would rather pay if I'd rather pay Derek Carr the multi-year deal than Daniel Jones. That's all I'm saying. If I'm the Giants, if that agent's coming at me with forty million a year from Daniel Jones, I'm like, yeah, no, dude, thanks, but no thanks. I'm, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm go, I'm going, to, I'm going at least to Derek Carr, if I have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but yeah. They don't even have to. They could just franchise Daniel Jones if they want. That's like thirty-two mil. Is it? Is it that much? Is that what it is? I think okay. that's the one rate for for the franchise tag for a quarterback. Are you expecting the Dolphins to franchise tag um, uh, to a Tonga Vailoa? You keep doing the same thing to me. He's not. He's not eligible for the franchise tag. I'm he's sorry. Eligible. The the fifth year option. option. Fifth year remember, option. Remember, I told you it was 50-50. I'm of the opinion that they, they don't need to do it I, because again, at some point, they still have control for this year and they have control for next year. Yeah, but that'll cost you a lot more next year. They can franchise tag him next year, and at some point, they're gonna. At some point, they're gonna have to make a call, and it can't be five years down the road. They're gonna have to make a call. Is this a guy we're going with long term? If that's if the answer is yes, then he gets a long term contract for big big money. Yeah. If you don't have that answer two years from now, move on. Yeah. So, so, what, so what you do, and because because the the price against that is you're guaranteeing twenty three million, and if things go sideways, either he regresses performance wise or the injuries 
crop up again. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing I'm worried about. I'm not worried about regression. Okay, that's fine. But then even then, you're stuck paying $23 million basically, again, when you could, you, you still have two years of control. I know, but, but Doggy, if he balls out, you're only paying $22.5 million, whereas if he balls out and then you got to give him a new contract, now you're going to pay a lot more. I know you can manage that first year and lower the number and not have – you could probably have even a much lower number than 22, but your back-end numbers are going to be really, really big from that moment on, whereas – the 22 is very manageable because you know, and I know the cap will go up another 10 or 15 million next year. So that kind of will offset that. And then that gives you the space to go out and get another player or two to kind of, in other words, you can make a full two year run with him and, and, and still do it without giving him the big contract. I don't know if you read Andrew, Andrew Brandt's uh, latest uh, article where he talked about the, you know, when you give the, the quarterback that money, that it's just not realistic to build the team the same way. And so, you, you know, in other words, for you to well, avoid actually, that. I haven't read it. I, read it. I saw it. And I, thought, I, thought, I thought I said the headline or the teaser was that it was the opposite, that it's a myth. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes just won the Super Bowl, and then he, he's got a, like a very high cap figure. But here's big, big old. Well, they, the they, they hit on that secondary. That's the thing. They got all those young guys, and they played well. It was it was really cool for them. It worked out. And here's the thing: if Tua balls out, you franchise tag him next year. The weight's been jumping up. You're looking at thirty six million, maybe. Right, probably. Not egregious. And then if he balls out the next two years, you get to twenty twenty five, and clearly no injury issues anymore. He's your guy. Give him the long term, the big money long term, and at that point, and you can lower have... the number that first year. Actually, correct. So that's three years at a reasonable price. To me, I, I think that is a much more ideal scenario than putting yourself um, uh, putting your neck on the line for twenty three million. You could, you when... convinced me. Just... That makes a lot of sense because that buys you a third year. You're right about that. Because the third year, you, you know you're not going to have a $50 million salary. You'll make it like 10 or 12 or something. Right. And, then, and then you'll break out the rest in the following five years after in that deal. And then, yeah. Yeah, because if, if you wait, you, you don't have to tag. When you're tagging him, you're already convinced that he's the guy because he just went through a healthy year or a really good year. He only right. missed one game or something, and he had a great year. You know, that kind of stuff, and you're convinced, okay, he can be the guy, let's move forward. And then you can tag him and then control and then negotiate the new contract after that. You're right. You're right. It's better off that way, actually, without tagging him. You are correct. You are correct. That makes a lot of sense. It's a good call. Somebody recording that with the "you are correct." It's a, it's a, yeah. I mean, once, hey man, once in a while you're gonna get it right. I mean, Jesus. Ryan Squirrel, man. By the way, uh, true Finn fan sends in a super chat. Alan Poopar is my favorite on this show. Cap for Life sends in a super chat. Poop is the reason SI is still relevant, bro. And uh, and then true Finn fan sends in a second super chat. Poopar can convince a priest to a strip club. LOL. (laughs) <laughs> okay uh th- thanks you should you're the only insider i've seen that gets like that gets super chats sent in nobody else really gets super chats sent in so i'm sure i get plenty of of opinions going the other way too no i think you're i, I think you're well liked on the on the platform oh, bro okay. huh? yeah i think you're very well liked on the platform bro very well liked i get a lot of good compliments about you on the on the on the platform a lot of people like you bro yes what are you gonna say yeah the, the chat room is a lot better than your twitter feed alan just so you know <laughs> oh yeah that's probably what it is yeah yeah no but uh you that's... know you talked a lot about denver gonna be a oh i think it's gonna be a disaster well adam schefter saying nfl veteran qb davis webb who spent the last season backing up daniel jones is being hired as the broncos qb coach Oh, okay. The 28-year-old sure, Webb about. now will be coaching the 34-year-old Russell Wilson in his first NFL coaching job. Wow. Uh, yeah, but it's really Peyton. It's Peyton yeah, or Peyton's going to coach him. He's grooming this kid is yeah. what he's doing. And I think that's kind of what he's doing with Ronaldo Hill, by the way. That's what I think is going on with uh, that hire. I think uh, I think he's getting – I think he – I think the old man told him, hey, come on over here, man. I'll show you the ropes and get you even closer to being a defensive coordinator and all that. So I think that's what's going on. He was a defensive coordinator. No, but you know what I mean. Like, 
the defensive coordinator. You know what I mean? Like become the guy. Uh, yeah. Well, but the way Fangio's talking, he wants to coach for 10 more years. So then maybe Hill's going to have to wait a lot longer. I mean, he's a very energetic 64-year-old. So. Well, you know what? You're, you're right. I mean, guys do coach in – some guys can coach – well into their 70s actually you know it's it, it keeps them alive actually that's it's what Absolutely. they live to do you know what i'm saying it's when they, they have this incredible passion uh for it. i like look at paterno i think paterno's a perfect example that dude had cancer but if you wouldn't have taken the job away from me probably would have lasted a lot longer and then once he didn't have the job the depression set in and the cancer took over and you know that's it it was over you know, for him, and, and, he, and he ended up uh, checking out. And I think that not happens. To be, not, to be said, not to be said for a mental outlook affecting physical health. Oh, yeah. I am a, I'm a strong believer mm -hmm. uh, of that. There's no doubt about it. When you have a passion for what you do, uh, it, it definitely, you know, drives you every day. It gives you that motivation that you need. Uh, I'm with you 100%. And, I, by the way, I do think the Sean Payne thing, I think it, you're now deciding between Matt Patricia and Rex Ryan as your defensive coordinators. You just hired. Well, they, hired a, they hired Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph. Yeah. Oh, they did. They hired Vance Joseph. Oh, I didn't see that. When 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 that come through? This so, morning. Or early this afternoon. Oh, early this afternoon. Okay, no wonder. Okay, I was going. Damn, I didn't see that. So he hired Vance Joseph. All right, I give him. A, I give him a little more hope. <laughs> that's no. That's amazing too. That's now four DCs around the league at at least. Who are former Dolphin assistants with Matt Burke, Vance Joseph, Luana Romo, Brian Flores? By the and way, we're uh, forgetting somebody. Our boy Josh Boyer did not get a job anywhere, right? Or hasn't, or at least at the NFL level. Do you know? Nothing, nothing that I've seen now. Right, and did did he go to college at all? I, or? I have not heard or seen anything. Because okay, I haven't seen, I haven't seen any kind of news on uh, on Josh Boyer, so don't know if uh, what's going on there. But anyway. Um, Oh, by the way, were you uh, were you there when uh, Aaron Rodgers left his darkness retreat? My God, I mean, somebody, who? I mean, somebody's got to care about this. Jesus Christ, really? I mean, oof. I'm seeing tweet after tweet after tweet, like a long form story inside Aaron Rodgers' retreat, and I'm like, am I the only one who could not give less of a shit about this? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, come on. No, my favorite line is from him. Oh, I have several friends that have done it, and it's it, it's done wonders for him. I'm like, who do you hang around with, bro? Like, Miles several Teller, friends. Miles Teller, he hangs around with. God, several friends. Like, Big what? O, the actor. Big O, the actor Miles Teller. You know who I'm talking about? No, no. Whiplash. Oh yes. Okay. All right. He's buddies with him. He was in Hawaii with him a few years back when he was with Charlene Woodley. Okay. All right. Well, is, 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 is he a retreat guy? Because I was thinking he oh, hangs around with bears because they like to go into a cave and hibernate. So I figured, okay, maybe that's what it is. He hangs around with a bunch of bears, and they, you know, that's kind of what it is, hibernation, you know? So, all right. Good stuff. Yeah, so, so I, by the answer, way. To answer your question, no, I wasn't there when he got out of his retreat. Okay. No, I was figuring you would cover that and, and, and give us uh, the insight on – on, uh, on all of that. All right, what are we expecting uh, on the contract side with Wilkins and Sealer? Do we, do we know anything? What's going on? Well, here's the thing. As, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, Drew Rosenhaus, Sealer's agent, was on, on, the, on a radio show yesterday morning. With Joe? And, uh, yeah, talking to how it was a priority to get Sealer an extension. And from the standpoint where what he's getting paid for 2023, the last year of his contract, is insanely low for the caliber of player he is. I'm sure. Here's the thing is his cap number is already really low, uh, and the Dolphins have work to do to get cap compliant before March 15th. So, I, so I'm thinking, yeah, they, they will address it at some point, but you're not doing it. You're doing it because you want to keep the guy and you want to reward good performance, not for cap purposes because – I think his cap number is like maybe 275 or something like that. So yeah, so you're going to extend it. You're not going to give him any more money in this year is probably what you're saying. I don't know how much how much lower you're going to get the, the, his cap number from that. So because of that, to me, maybe he, while, yes, it's a priority because it's a guy you want to keep around, it doesn't need to be done like immediately. Whereas Chris Wilkins right now, his cap number is, what was a fifth-year option, $9 million or something, right. $10 million, 10 four or something. Well, his cap number is going to be 10-4 on March 15th if there's no another contract extension signed. So right. his is more pressing. Um, 
And I did a story actually kind of related to Drew's comments and the fact that Drew's got represents 10 Dolphin players, including four guys who are going to be UFAs, including Jerome Baker, who you and I have mentioned as a guy who maybe possibly could be, could be in trouble or could be asked to restructure his contract or jettisoned. He represents Miles Gaskin, Duke Riley, Landon Roberts. Duke stays. And Roberts, if I had to guess, Roberts winds up in Minnesota uh, with Flo. And then the I forget who the fourth one is, but he's got four. Um, no, and then he was asked about Agba and whether Agba was going to stay. Well, Agba's got $15 million guaranteed. Dolphins ain't cutting him, and no, no. nobody's trading for him. So Right. No, Agba, they're, they're stuck with Agba for, for at least one more year. Uh, I'm with you there. I think the good thing for them, I think they're going to get a motivated X because X will go into a, a year that he will be undecided of what his future is. So he's going to have to perform in a, at a high level. And, and do you think the Byron Jones cut will be a June cut? Is that still the thinking? Yeah, based on my understanding of the salary cap, it makes no sense. It's going to be designated as a post-June 1 cut. Um, unless, barring some miracle, there's a restructure instead and they wind up keeping him. It, it remains a great big mystery. I'm trying to find out what's going on with him and it's it ain't easy let me let me put it that way no i can i can imagine it's it's uh it's not easy uh right now all right uh anything else uh you think could be an issue on uh some kind of a tag or some kind of a contract situation coming up for the dolphins no i mean i would expect maybe tyree kills contract could be restructured i mean he's got like a cap number of 31 mil that's I, I don't know all the all the exact. There's ways to move money around to make that more palatable because they they have moves to be done, but they have space. They'll be able to create space. There's usually always a way. A lot, sometimes though, it involves kicking. Yeah, you you, know, you get 15 out of that 31, and then spread it out for the life of the contract. Yeah, but, you, but you you're basically kicking the can down the road. At some point, of course. Yeah. At some point, it becomes an issue. The Dolphins are not there yet. They still have a window. Um, but you have to create. You just you just talked about the window. With Tua. So financially, years, this years, is what you have to then create that window for the next couple of years because technically that's your door and your opportunity to make that run around them. And then all, you know, the crap is going to hit the fan. And I think that's the good thing for the Dolphins this year, too, that you look at the Bills and they've got all kinds of financial decisions now. They're already talking about it. They're already talking about, about like Brandon Bean, I think is the, is the GM's name, right? And he's like, already come out and say, yeah, now things are going to be a little, you know, be prepared. The things are going to be a little tougher for us right now because we've got contracts kicking in and they're going to lose players. And you're hearing it in Cincinnati that they can't be ne nearly as active now, they said, like they were last year because of the contracts that they have to pay out. Hell, they're thinking of trading Boyd and, and they're going to lose Higgins next year. And then uh, obviously they've got to give Chase and Burrow, you know, big time contracts. So you're seeing that some of these teams that kind of had a window, now a that window. salary is catching yep. up to them, whereas Miami, well, they're going to maybe extend that window for the next year or two, but they've got to take advantage of it before they've got to pay the piper. No, correct. Um, yeah, no, the Bengals, the Bengals have issues because what they have is that stud trio of wide receivers. Keeping all three is going to be a bitch. Oh, they won't be able to do that. It's going to be very, very difficult. Um, they have Jesse Bates, who's, who at times can be a dynamite safety. Uh, Buffalo's got Jordan Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds as free agents. Uh, no, it's it's a league-wide issue. And as you mentioned, yeah, the Dolphins are positioned if they want to make a move. Uh, if you saw Pro Football Focus was throwing out five trades they, 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 they could see happening in the offseason, and they suggested Jalen Ramsley to the Dolphins for two second-round picks. Um, no shot. No shot. Zero chance. Here's the thing. That happens. I, you, but Except you and I both know, right, I know, and I think you should know, never say never with the Dolphins and the shiny toys. No, but that's not this GM. This GM doesn't like – this GM does not like – and their history – is they know they know they know how to draft and they know how to find secondary. They don't need to go and overpay free agency and picks for a corner. They can find them off the street. They can find them in the draft. They find the safeties. 
Uh, no, I don't think so. I have. I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty confident in their abilities. That if they needed a corner in that second or two third round picks, they probably feel they can get a guy right there to you know compete with all those other guys for that starting spot. Except if Jalen Ramsey's right when he's right, he's a top five, maybe probably top three corner in the NFL. When X is right, he's a top five, top three corner in the NFL. Oh, I get I that. Mean, I get that. Yeah. Cater, well, as you talk, we talk about like the Dolphins are able to find corners. Sure. Cater, who was a great revelation last year. Mm-hmm. And Nick Needham's become a very solid NFL player. Brandon Jones developed and, 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 uh, they're not Jalen Ramsey again. Under the premise, big O, here's the thing. Under the premise that the Dolphins look at their window and 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 decide we 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 really need to I mean, remember Stephen Ross is 82. I get it. Under right. the premise, if under the premise that their window is a year or two, I'm just I'm just telling you it's it's not something I would dismiss out of hand because maybe in the long term it's not conducive to building you know, a team that that will sustain over many, many years. I'm just looking at a, at a front office that said, I found X in the second round. I found Minka in the first. You know, I found a, a guy that's just as good in the second. I found Brandon Jones in the third. Found Nick Needham off the street and Cater Kohu off the street. And hell, Trill Williams was developing into a nice little player off the street. I think this is the kind of front office that says, oh, we need a corner. Let's prepare because maybe we can de- cater can develop into the outside guy. Let's get another guy so when we cut X, he's ready to take over for X too. I think this is the kind of front office that says, all right, let's figure somebody out in the second, third rounds, and let's go find them. And I think they can do it because their track record says it, that they, they, they know how to you know unearth talent. That's all. I don't know. That's just me. You make a valid point. But again, I'm going to go back to... It's kind of like the running back thing. Oh, no, they're going to go get Saquon. No, bro, look at his history. You know, Kenyon Drake is his highest draft pick. He doesn't do that. He doesn't go. He gets a Jeff Wilson that's cheap, and he gets a Mostert that's cheap, and he gets, you know, a a Gaskin that's cheap and an Ahmed that's cheap. This is who he does. He doesn't go out and, and spend high picks or big money on guys. And look... They went and spent on Chase, and they got burned for that, you know, overall. So I, I, it's just not their, it, it's not their M.O., you know? So it's, yeah. what are you going to do? I, I, so to me, I don't think it's their M.O. to go out and spend big like that, to trade and pay. Where, like, the Byron Jones one, okay, I get it. That was just a sign. They just did it for Tyreek last year. That's No, but that's a receiver. That's different. That's that's a whole different ball game there. They needed a and they paid big for Byron Jones in 2020. They paid huge for Byron Jones. Yeah, but you're not trading for him. All, I don't think you're you're also going to give picks up. I mean, for Ramsey, they're going to ask. Okay, correct. Yeah. Uh, but I, I again, it may be a case where the Rams want to get rid of that salary, and you know, maybe they don't ask for as much as a guy's value is. Again, when he's completely right, he wasn't. It wasn't at his best last year. He still made the pro, whatever that means. Um, but again, to me, I, I think there's merit to the idea of this is a team that's looking at they've got a window year, year two years, and they may want to go for it, especially with an owner that's not getting any younger who really would love to make some noise in the playoffs. Let's uh, let's see. It's going to be. I think it's going to be an interesting offseason. I know they don't have a lot of material to trade for. But I think they have enough. They can create enough cap space. They have enough picks at the at the at the higher end with the with a second and two thirds. They can find some impactful players there. I, I think they've got more than enough resources to kind of tweak this roster and make it better. Do you agree or not or don't? Yeah, but here's the, here's the thing, and where, where I would caution against. Well, because you, you mentioned they had two thirds. Well, they had a third last year who couldn't see the field. So it's fine. Yeah. But generally speaking, your third-round picks not logically is not making a huge impact as a rookie. And again, under the premise of a team that's going for it, they made the playoffs last year. Then they made the playoffs and had to play their playoff game with their third-string seven, rookie seventh-round pick quarterback. They easily can look at that and go, you know, hell, if, if, we, had, if we had our team, if we had our quarterback, really interesting possibilities – 
what can we have? What big move can we add just to push it, push us over the hump? We hired Vic Fangio. That's one move that gets us really closer. How about how about one guy, one player who really gets us closer? And it's not two two third round picks who do that. So this is where again. Oh, that's where free agency, I think, comes in too. That's where you're gonna make some bones in free agency and find another player or two that can that can help you out too at the same time, I think. And I mean, that's what I would that's why I'm saying that with some of your picks and what you can create in free agency, you should be able to open up cap space with different guys. You should be able to make some moves. Overall. No, I'm able and, to make some some tweaks here and there, but if they're looking to get over the hump with that really big go for it style, it needs to be a splash move. I, I don't know if it's the kind of move you can make in free agency with the cap space they'll have. This is where possibly a trade comes into play, which is why the Jalen Ramsey, even though the initial reflex is to say that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's too much. It's too but much. the more, except does it really not make any sense? I don't know. No, he may. I understand the method behind your madness of adding the talent what I don't think makes sense in a year where you don't have a lot of picks, you're going to give up picks and a lot of cap space. I just have a hard time with that one. That's, that's where I think it's, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense for the Dolphins, whereas especially for this front office that has had success drafting players in that position, in that secondary, go find another guy, man. You, you can do it. There's always corners, man. You can find a good corner in the second yeah, and third rounds in the NFL. Dude, if you, the, the idea is to add like an A corner, not a B corner. That's the thing. And and Cater, Cater is, is a, who's, who's got a lot of promise. Nick Needham's a good, solid player. Yeah. They're not they, they're not they're A cornerbacks. There are not a ton of A cornerbacks in the league. No, no, I know. And Needham is a slot. He's not an outside guy. I, I'm not as comfortable with Needham on the outside. Cater, I'm comfortable outside or inside, actually. I His skill set really, I think, carries really well on either side. Uh, but I really like Cater. Maybe he can really and turn they, into an outside guy. And let's not forget, Needham's a UFA too, so there's no guarantee he comes back. No, that's um, true. That's true. It's a good point. It's a good point. The good thing is the injury will now, you know, not allow him to ask for what he could have gotten in the open yeah. market. And that's the only break that the, uh, that the Dolphins uh, do get. It's good uh, news for the Dolphins. good news for Needham. Uh, Rams and nine-time All-Pro Bobby Wagner mutually agreed Thursday to part ways. Rams need more cap space, and Wagner wants to win. Will now be a notable part of the free agent class. Is that the middle linebacker that the Miami Dolphins get? Because, uh, you know, people are talking about Edmonds, but Bobby Wagner is – that's actually not a bad tackling machine in the middle for you. Yeah, I'll be. I have no clue what kind of season. I know at Seattle he was. He's doing. Oh, he was ball. a monster. I, have the I don't. I don't know what kind of year he had last. I'll have, I'll have to reach out to somebody with the Rams to find out what kind of season he had. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, I don't know exactly how good he was, but that is one guy, man. That uh, I know he's got a lot of mileage on him. He does at this point. So, who knows? All right, what are you working on on AllDolphins.com so the fan base can go check you out, my friend. Everything and anything. I already have two stories up today. I did something on uh, Mike Gesicki heading into free agency. Very cool the way the, I don't know if you checked him out on, on social media. He's like very cool, very loosey-goosey, not a care in the world. And he was responding to the comment from Caleb Williams, a Heisman winner, who was yeah. saying that right now he'd like to play for the Dolphins to and throw and throw to Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Mike Gesicki. And Gesicki on Twitter was like, well, no. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm more. I'm actually checking out, out of, you know, what to do with my condo lease. Um, <laughs> so I wrote about Gasicki, and I wrote something else earlier today. And for some reason, they probably maybe because I'm old, I forget what it was. It was very good, actually. I think uh, if Gasicki's oh. smart, he makes it an Airbnb. There you go. That's what there he should. You You're in South Florida. You own a condo, bro. Have somebody pay your mortgage. Just make it an Airbnb, and that's it, dude. I'm sure his condo's nice enough. That it'll be, you know, sold out most of the month, and he'll get his mortgage paid really quickly with an Airbnb here in Hopefully South Florida. You can rent it to Durham Smythe. I don't know if Durham Smythe, what his, right. what his living situation is. Uh, the other, I remember just from the other thing I did was on the head coach Mike McDaniel and the Football Outsiders Aggressiveness Index, as it relates to fourth downs last year. I did a comprehensive look at the Dolphins on fourth down last year as well as a breakdown 
as to why it probably may not be quite as significant next season. Okay. All right. So check it out. Go to alldolphins.com. Make sure you bookmark that because if you don't, you're really not officially a Miami Dolphins fan until you do that. And follow this man on Twitter at Poopart NFL. Alan, as always, thank you, my brother. We'll talk early next week and uh, we'll uh, hang out over at the, uh, at the combine, my friend. Appreciate you. Sounds like a plan. You have a good weekend. You got it, buddy. Be good. There you go. Alan Poopart, baby. He's ready like I am for those stuffed garlic rolls with cheese and pepperoni. Are you listening to me, Sean? Stuffed garlic rolls. Yeah, you're not getting any of them. That's right. Unfortunately. Next year, maybe we'll drag your ass to get cold over there. I don't know, man. It's, you don't really need to go to the combine one. The, the, that one is like, you'd be, you, you know what you'd do? You'd stay at our pad and then go downstairs to eat somewhere and then go right back up again and work, and that's it. That's what you'd be doing the entire time. I'll be the one out in the bars at night walking around. Oh, man. Uh, I said yesterday here, said it several times before, I don't want anyone else to come here. Give this team and staff health, and we can beat anybody. I'm with you, True Fin Fan. That is, by the way, our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report.